Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Nine times. What? Utah has you beaten the last BYU. show like that. Well, it has. It hadn't changed. This is the BYU section. I know, and they've lost nine times. Oh, All right, rivals has arrived. Welcome to another episode of Rivals, Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. It's that time to, I don't know. We're going to talk about BYU. And and I I don't know what I want to call it because you are you're on one. Like I, you are on one and I don't know if this will be cathartic for you or if you'll walk out of here angry or because you you are really really frustrated. I'm really frustrated. I'm I'm frustrated. Tell me why you're frustrated, Jason. Well, I'm frustrated because BYU did not live up to their potential. I, I was really – I watched their practice. I really liked their offensive line, their tight ends, Zach Wilson. I, I, I really liked their offense. I thought their offense could play with Utah with the right game plan. Um, I was concerned about the defense. And so when the offense didn't perform well and didn't have a good game plan, you know, the defense, a weaker defense, eventually they hung in there the first quarter and a half to two quarters and then just – the floodgates opened and they fell apart. And that's because there was, they, they weren't good enough to handle that much pressure. So if the offense could have controlled the ball, like we talked about, I said, you know what, BYU has to come out and lean on that offensive line, establish the line of scrimmage, a really nice running back that they brought in, which proved to be a nice running back. I, I really liked him. But he only had, what, six, seven touches on the game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You go out and you establish the line of scrimmage. You run the dang football. You manage the clock. You keep the game close against a better Utah team within reach to win it. And then you take the pressure off of Zach Wilson. You have some nice play action mixed in there, and you manage the clock. And you the game's tight, and it stays within, and you take pressure off the defense. And so I was really frustrated with the offensive game plan for BYU. I, I, I thought it was poor, and I like Grimes, but it's kind of like – Sometimes he comes out of the game plan like he gets Wisconsin last year. And I'm like, dude, that was awesome. And then all of a sudden they play Utah State, and it's like a 100% different game plan and a style of football, and they get slaughtered. You feel you like know, there, I, there's a sense of do they know who they are? it or not knowing it well enough? or Because my, I've had that concern, or just I, – I don't know if it's a concern, but it's more of an observation about the Jeff Grimes maturation as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. And here, here's what it is. I think his comfort level is running the football. I think that. As I think a, so a, too. That's why I'm shocked by the game. Well, but here's the challenge. Okay, BYU has built its fortune, its future, its hope 
around Zach Wilson, right? That's it's the jersey you see in the bookstore. It's oh, yeah. what everyone's talking yeah, about. Everything it's, they it's have is thrown behind him they, right now. It, they, look what we did when we just let him go. And the potato bowl, he completed 18 passes in a row. And I get that it's Western Michigan. but So so from the perspective of BYU, it's like Zach Wilson, a quarterback who typically is a thrower, doesn't necessarily mesh with Jeff Grimes, who's tr- t- typically a runner. And there's this concern that maybe we get too conservative in our play calling if we're Jeff Grimes because that's what happened a year ago. If you remember, Julian Blackman picks off Zach Wilson in the third quarter, and they run the ball after that 23 out of 26 times. So they they hardly even threw the ball the rest of the game, and everyone felt like maybe we got too conservative or maybe we took the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. And so in this game... You have to wonder because I agree with you the, oh about I, I agree with you about the philosophy about how they should have um, attacked Utah. Yeah, and it should have been they should have been more patient. They should have been more. Let's we're going to run the ball. And, Utah's OC was much more patient than BYU's. And so, but I think there's this internal like struggle going on with Jeff Grimes. How do I? How do I stay true to who I am? Right. And how do I and how do I fix that or mix that in with Zach Wilson knowing we got way too conservative last year against Utah. We opened it up in the bowl game and so we're going to we're going to put the ball more in Zach Wilson's hands and the real the reality is they should have done it less. They would have had more success against Utah if they had done it less. That, yeah. that and I agree. Absolutely, with you. and you you got to be patient and set it up for Zach Wilson, right? You you get BYU to the point where you're opening the floodgates and you're getting everybody in Utah sucked up in the box, and then you run some nice play action, then you seam him with the tight end, and then you start to open up, and then you hit him with a big pass over the top because everybody's up in the box because you're running it, you know, successfully. That running back should have had you know 25 touches, not six in that game with some nice play action put into it, not telegraph what they're doing when they put him back in slow-developing shotgun, right, with Zach Wilson, which is like, hey, defense, this is what they're running, right? Oh, they go up under center, this is what they're running. I mean, it's just so you, – you telegraph it so much. And I, I was just so disappointed in our offensive performance overall. I, I thought our offense would really hang competitively with Utah, even against Utah's great defense. And hopefully they'll, you know, correct that. But defensively, oh, Scott, you know, you and I looked at some highlights here just before we started the the whole um, recording session. And I, I would, the technique I saw on the defensive line versus Utah's offensive line just killed me. Killed me. I, I will tell you killed that me. it was pretty uh, astonishing. Yeah. I, it was it was nothing like what I expected to see. Yeah, as I pointed that out to and you, actually, you know, if uh, we saw both sides of the ball. I mean, we saw Utah's defensive line, right, and then we saw BYU's, and and they acted much differently, right. And I am telling you, Scott Mitchell, that BYU. I don't care if they're a G five or independent. What Tom Ramage recruited in there for thirty straight years looked much more like Utah's defensive line. I would say even played better. Tom Ramage put out tons of NFL players over 30 years, and Tom Ramage leaves, and they totally changed the way they recruit D linemen. 
Like, I don't even recognize it. And you, you've got to be able to go in a game like that and say, Huntley's weakness is throwing the ball. His strength is running the ball. They're going to run the ball. We're going to get bigs in the box. We're going to run some variable fronts with a four-man physical line. We're going to put more people in the box, and we're going to make you beat us throwing it. We're not going to let you embarrass us, seaming it up the middle. Put guys on the edge, which is an equalizer. So if I'm on the edge at 270 pounds, I could play 340-pound linemen all day long on the edge and stand them up and shed them and get off the blocks and and give them fits, right? So you, they should have been in a 40 front all day long. They could have run some overs and some various fronts then put them on the edge and just have you know three backers in the box minimum with the safety they could roll up and you, you'd take their run away from them, right? And then make them beat you, be in a zone package all day because that's what BYU is going to run best and have run support from your DBs and make them throw underneath you and just keep the game close. But I'm just like, hey, what do I know? I watched that defensive game plan, and I'm like, and then the defensive line play, and I was just beside myself. Uh, I think Tuiaki actually said, I think I think he said I might have messed up in that. Oh, did he? Yeah, because I, I, I remember seeing it going, what? The, it just seemed like a huge departure. It was. I so, was like, so, what on earth is going on here? And then we, you, you see a 350-pound defensive tackle that BYU brags about like crazy with a high hat getting lifted up and double-teamed five yards down the field. So a high and, hat for you people out there is he basically he's, – he's, he's in a three-point stance. Yeah. So he's bent over. And as soon as the ball snaps, he stands straight up. So his hat goes high. It goes high. up. You can see from the sideline, we call it high hat because you see these hats pop above the line yeah. of scrimmage from the sideline. And you know, it's one of the first things you look for, you know, if you're standing on the sideline coach and you call it high hat. And you're like, oh, they're underneath him and driving him back. Because of the D lineman, you have targets and strike points and the V of the neck and pad level and get underneath them. And you should have an old lineman standing up with the high hat, not a D lineman. Right. Right. But you're 350 pounds, so BYU's gone with this huge, you know, look. But yet, it doesn't help you if you're standing straight up with a high hat and getting railroaded down the down yeah, the it, field. It, it was it was uh, quite telling, actually, watching some of that video. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to know what what do we know about BYU? All right. Not what. Welcome back to Rivals. Scott and Jason here talking about the old BYU Cougars. A little breakdown of their game against uh, Utah and what what our observations were and what they weren't. And uh, nine times. <laughs> You're going to just shoot that dagger in my heart like all year. Mrs. All year. Bueller, nine times Jeez. in a row. All right. Oh, um, oh so and I have painful. all this. So I have all this waxing. Me. I have waxing materials all over the the desk here in the studio. Yep. You got some wax. I got some strip pads. I got some application oh, applicators. You're enjoying this way too much. Yes. And you know what, BYU family world out there, just know what I'm going through for BYU. Jason's right? taking one for the team. So I'm later, taking it for the team. I stood I am, up for our team. I fought for our team, and now I'm getting waxed. My yes. chest freaking waxed. Yes, we're waxing a U Ugh. into into Jason's chest hairs. 
Oh, yes. And I got a lot of chest hair. Waxing philosophically. It's, it's, it's 100% man okay. over here. What do you know about BYU? Not what you hope for, what's frustrating <laughs> you. What do you know? What I know is... And it could be either good or bad, but what do you know about what BYU? What I know is they need game? a complete resurrection and restart because there's not a lot of good you can take out of that first game. You know, Zach Wilson didn't have a good performance coming out of the first game. I did like um, Williams. I did like their tailback. I thought he was way underused. Um, you know, I, the defense... So what do you know? Well, I, Just I, a restart. So can I can I just say something? In they're, they're in huge Wilson, trouble if they don't if they Wilson's play like defense. that game. If they play like that game, they're looking at one and seven. If they don't completely fix that crap, they 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 people say Tennessee sucked because they lost that opener to a, like a one double A, but uh, the Georgia State or whatever, Georgia something, Georgia something, Georgia Southern. Now, Georgia the State. bad news is they're humiliated and embarrassed. So Tennessee will probably come out and play really good at home next week. But what if Tennessee's not good? I mean, they can come out and play better. Well, but definitely, they definitely suck to yeah, lose they, that. So it's a good, it's good news and bad news for BYU. This is one they should win. That's the good news because they're catching Tennessee at a really weak time. But man, or, you or, watch BYU a play time. a pivotal time, right? They had a players only meeting at uh, Tennessee. Yeah, and BYU needs a players-only meeting right now. Yeah. After you, that. you like players-only meetings? Sometimes it's necessary, especially if you have good leaders on the team. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a really good thing when uh, you got the right leadership and you got to you you come together and rally the troops. I think BYU has the talent to have a, a good season, um, but they man, they've they've really got to get it together. So my come away on this is. Grimes is Grimes has got to just I think believe in himself and his gut feeling and you stay true to yourself, right? And then and then it'll work out. The Zach Wilson thing will work out if you stay true to the proper game plan. It, it'll just work out. You got to have you got to be firm enough to do that. And uh, defensively, they they got to their D line has just got to be able to become better edge players on pass and run. I'm not. And I'm not. Some different fronts. Yeah, I'm not so concerned about the first game. I, I'm. I'm really not. I know. I. I. You see a lot of things. There's going to be a huge improvement. People's eyes are going to be opened. Zach Wilson's eyes are going to be opened. Yeah. This defensive line. Their, I, their eyes are going to be opened. So I, I don't get overly concerned about it. Just from the standpoint of, let's see if the corrections happen. If these things right. continue to persist, you go. Oh, this is going to be a long year. This is yeah. going to be tough, but if they if they can if they can um, fix and and get and you know adjust course, yeah. then it'll be. a better I think deal. they have the talent. I think they have the talent. They're, they're not bad. They're not. No, 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 no. They're not bad. I think they have the talent to be seven and five. You know, six and six on a tough side, eight and four on an awesome side this year. A kind of a season. I think they have that talent to do that. With so the let's say in this first four games they win one. Yeah. And let's say they win three of the four in the next month. Let's say they lose to Boise State. And they win they they beat Utah State. Or let's say they beat Boise State and lose to Utah State. They and, split that game. They split they, those two. They split yeah, those. That's that's a reason. So now they have four wins and three losses, and then let's say they win their last game, their last four games, which they can do. Yeah. That's an eight win season. Yeah. yeah. So, so I wouldn't get too caught up in the first half. No, it's possible. Of this Eight and four is a possible they're, 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 they're accomplishment. Still, yeah. and, and so, because their last three games, you know, Liberty and Idaho State and UMass yeah. before San Diego. You know, San, San Diego State's, State's a game that should be a game down there. They're not very good this year. They're not very good this year. No. 
Here's the thing that so, really the, the, this is the one thing that I know about BYU. It, it is uh, everything else is still up in the air. Matt Bushman is really good. Really like Bushman. That's the one thing. That I all this other stuff. We'll, we'll we'll just wait and see. Which the game plan I talked about would have opened up Bushman a lot more, huh? But Matt Bushman is a real player. He's a playmaker. He's a real threat. He he's a guy that will probably end up going and playing he in should, the NFL. He should go to the NFL. He he's a really he, really good player. I really like 100% him. Hundred percent agree. Uh, he's a guy that if they would have utilized him, I think they more efficiently. Yeah. Uh, again, if you have the play action, yeah. he's going to get open more in play action. Yeah, be a linebacker having to cover Bushman out yeah. of play action you, you when can, they're running down right. your throat. Exactly. Right? You can. That's you tough can, duty. You can create different scenarios where where Bushman could could get wide open. Yeah. And I was disappointed by that, but he he to me really jumped off the page. And really stood out to me and above, Williams, above anything. Him, else. I, I, man, I hope they run Williams more. I I really liked him in that in that game, and I love the old line. Well, how I, can you like a guy that gets five carries? <laughs> no kidding. No, I mean, I mean, well, but how do you know it. how good he is? That's what I'm uh, just talking see about. What, what I know, yeah, well, I understand. Yeah, okay, I get that. But I, mean, I was like, okay, this dude's legit. This guy, this guy's good, and we got a great offensive line that should have just kept leaning on. If you want to wear out, wear down. Utah's great defensive line. Just keep coming out and leaning on them, double teaming them, trapping them, whamming them. You know, just being real physical with them, and then you, you know, slow them down. Yep. Right? You slow them down. You know, run some traps at an eye. Don't let him just fly upfield and time the snap. Yep. Right? Screens, all that. Screens, stuff, all that stuff. I mean, you just BYU. You're right. Could at best case be eight and four. Um, definitely fight for a bowl game at six and six. I mean, they've got the they've got the talent. Um, there's just, the, I guess, the great news for BYU is to the fans. I see a lot of areas where BYU could be much better, and I think I don't care. Don't make any excuses for recruiting and how hard it is to recruit to the church school and all that stuff. I'm telling you, BYU can be better than they are right now. And they can recruit better than no they question. are, and they, so, you, know, you can have a really good program down there. So this, there's a huge improvement between week one and week two. It's really hard when, when teams, you don't have preseason games and you just come out, you find a lot about yourself, you find out yeah. what you know, you find out what you don't know. It'll be fascinating to watch how BYU handles Tennessee, and that was a huge shock for everyone in college football for Tennessee losing at home. How do they rebound against this? How does BYU rebound against their first loss of the season but it certainly it certainly has the potential of a, a game that uh, the BYU could win so so that's the intrigue about college football on the second week where do people go now and I think it'll be a fun thing to watch all right yeah this round of rivals is now over it's over and Scott is so pumped to uh, wax the U into my chest Can't which wait. I got to go to right now yeah, he's going to get it done. I'm off to my corner right. doing it for the school. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. We are powered by KSL Sports. I've been over here sucking in wax fumes. So we are powered by KSLSports.com. Find us on Facebook at The Helmets Off, which is Rivals. suck with all those YouTube At The Rivals Podcast or on Twitter at The Rivals Show. Until then, we'll catch you soon.